Hello and welcome to the first ever recording of the Sandy Pars Golf Podcast. Uh, we are your host. I am Ryan Teeson. And I'm Randy Duran. Um, and thank you for checking us out. Uh, this has been something that Randy and I, we've talked about doing something like this for a long time. Uh, we've been friends, man, all the way back since elementary school. Um, we've shared a lot of history together, both on and off the course. Um, we've been friends for about 20 years. Uh, we've been playing golf together for probably about that long. Um, we've been friends since I, be, I believe the seventh grade. Yeah. We went to college together. High school. High school college. together, college together. Um, and then we both live in the Bay Area together. So we're both out here in the Bay Area playing golf, trying to improve our games. And so while during that entire process and, uh, you know, just living together um, in the Bay Area, we decided, you know, what better way to. Um, you know, appreciate the game of golf and to discuss it, you know, include other people um, in this, you know, in this pursuit of getting better at golf and, uh, you know, how we're going to move forward with, you know, a podcast or, or content for, you know, people like yourselves. Yeah. And hopefully make ourselves better in the process too. <laughs> That's my goal. Uh, so yeah, as Randy was saying, we're with the podcast that uh, we're planning to cover some things to make um, kind of the players that are okay to make them good and the good players, hopefully to make them great. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about kind of interesting articles or books that we've read um, over the past weeks or months. Uh, we plan to have some golf professionals on here, whether they're coaches, um, I mean, maybe, I don't know about PGA Tour, but maybe Corn Ferry Tour, some of the other tours, you know, get some professional golfers that, um, you know, golf is their living. Some get- influencers of the game, people who are, uh, you know, especially here in the Bay Area, there's a huge contingency of people who are trying to just grow the game of golf. Um, so any people like that, um, any content like that, that's what we're really looking forward to providing everybody. Yeah. And along the way, there will be just some kind of general shenanigans that Randy and I have uh, gotten into, uh, over our lives and you'll kind of get to know us over time and hopefully join in on the, the, the overall jackassery that, uh, we, uh, intend to provide. Um, along with the podcast, we're going to be putting a website up. Um, where each week you can find uh, notes of the podcast episodes. So if we are talking about a book, you know, more information about the book. If we do have a guest on, um, you know, we can have links to like, you know, they recommend some tools or some tips, stuff like that. Uh, Along with the podcast notes, we're also going to be doing some in-depth articles on topics that we're interested in, kind of articles about improving your game, but also just having more fun around the game of golf, um, booking trips, how to uh, kind of hack the system to play, you know, expensive courses for cheaper, which uh, I know, Randy, that's something you've done recently. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, um, and along with that, uh, you know, who knows? It'll develop over time and we'll see uh, what happens. So... Um, I know now we're we're towards the end of January, mm-hmm. but I think we're still about a month out from Christmas, and I know you got a new addition to your bag, Randy. Yeah, so th- the main addition that I got to my bag from Christmas was a three iron, and as you as as Ryan knows, 
I've had a gap in my bag from my three wood to my four iron for about uh, eight months. And um, so I was dying to get a three iron and a two iron um, into my bag because I went from about 230 to 190s. So that's about a you know, 40, 50 yard gap there. And uh, the biggest thing that I've been trying to get um, into my bag was you know, no gaps. And uh, I recently, last year, bought a, a set of the P790s from TaylorMade and then ordered uh, a, a, a 3-iron from that set um, this year. And so far, it's been uh, a huge asset for myself <laughs> because you tee off, you know, when you're hitting, when you're, off, when you're on the tee box um, and, you're, and you decide you're, you're going to hit an iron, you don't want to hit a four iron, yeah. you know, you want to hit the longest iron you have because you're not really like, there's very little times you're hitting off of a, a, a short par four, for example. And it's like, oh, you got, you got to keep it short of 180. No, uh, it's usually you're trying to get around 200 around that distance. So the three iron really helps with that. And it just, it, it gives you more flexibility in your bag too, mm -hmm. um, with punch shot, you know, it's, it's. It's a big hole you have that's in right. your bag. That's right. That's so true because the punch shots, right? You you want anything you want your lowest uh your lowest degree lofted iron because you don't want to hit a wood out of there. You don't want to hit a hybrid for sure. And you're just trying to get that you, you the 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 lowest lofted iron that you possibly can get to get under the tree and get as much distance as you can back into the fairway. Yeah. So it sounds like you've been hitting it well. I don't think I've played with you since you've had it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not crushing it, but it's been so useful just to have it in my bag. Um, you know, getting out of trouble is the main thing, and uh, you know, stay, uh, staying out of trouble and getting out of trouble is the main <laughs> thing that it's been helping me with. But I'm not the only one who had a new addition to the bag. I know that you were looking to add something recently as well. Yeah, so um, I got a new driver in my bag, which was a nice Christmas gift um, to myself. Um, I had a, a Ping G in my bag before that I've probably had it three or four years in my bag. A lot of people love that club. It, it's, it hits it far, but for me, my flight was always high and to the right. Um, you know, on good days, it was a, a fade, and on bad, bad days, it was a pretty bad slice. Um, and when I got it, I got fitted and, you know, I got a shaft and everything in there, but for whatever reason, it just didn't, I just thought I wasn't meant to hit a driver. And so, um, I actually, I had this old persimmon wood that my grandpa gave me that was in my bag, a three wood. Um, and I brought it out initially as just a joke. You hear Randy laughing because you guys gotta have seen him hit this thing. It was, it was the best, it was the best part of the day watching uh, him hit this hickory Old Hickory, as it was called on the course. Uh, I brought it out just as a joke. Um, the first time I brought it out and I unveiled it. And everyone, everyone was like, yeah, right, you're not going to hit it. And I didn't know if I could hit it or not. But I teed it up and I smacked it right down the middle, straight as an arrow. So anyways, I played with this Hickory Club for like half a season last year. It stayed in my bag. And I was thinking, like, I hit this thing really well. Like, what is it about it? So it was a shorter shaft. I mean, it's a club from the 80s, like mm -hmm. 90 maybe. It's, it's an old club. So it's a short shaft, a small head, um, and for whatever reason, I just lined it up and smacked it. You're not the only one that who's doing this, too. I, I've heard of people getting, uh, getting the, the smaller club heads for, for their drivers. They're, I mean, 
people are fed up with, uh, for one, is the, the, the large club heads. Um, people just don't hit them as well, for one. And then for two, there's you can't really shape your shots with a, with a very, uh, with a large club head. It's, pro- it's more forgiving on mishits, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's harder to control your shots yeah. because, like, you're whipping this giant head around. Yep. And... Uh, so anyways, I looked at this persimmon, and I'm like, man, I wish they made kind of a compact, smaller driver. Mm-hmm. So went to old Google and searched it. And of course, TaylorMade had just came out last year with something that they called the One Mini Driver. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it also, uh, it's called a Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh <laughs> persimmon, which is so fitting. And we actually, one of our really good friends, uh, his 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 dad got one, and uh, it was a man inter- after my own heart. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting to have the conversations about it because he he's hitting it the same way that that Ryan is. Um, you know, it's it's two fifty into the fairway. If you want if you want two forty into the fairway, it's going to give you two fifty. <laughs> if you want two sixty into the fairway, it's going to give you two fifty into yeah. the fairway. That's what it is over and over and over again so yeah i came across it and uh went to ebay to see just what it was going for and it was going for cheap um i mean like (laughs) this story is great so i could flip like I, i looked at the difference i could flip my ping and then buy this mini driver and only be out like 50 or 60 bucks so i thought what the heck let's try it and uh so which wasn't wise. My gut was telling me I should not be buying a club uh, blind on eBay. But for whatever reason, I was so happy with the, that old persimmon wood in my bag that I pulled the trigger. And it came. And so I went out to the range the next day. And like Randy says, hitting it straight, like as straight as possible. Like if it had shot tracer on it, the 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 rising line and the <laughs> falling line would be perfectly, you wouldn't be able to see the two. Um, and just smack it out there. And so, yeah, so that's been a huge uh, kind of upgrade in my bag. And it's worked out perfectly. It shouldn't have worked out as well as it has. Have you tried hitting it off the deck yet? I have. I did. Um, I played up uh, where I play Tilden. It's up. It's in the mountain. It's in like a forest, really. <laughs> and it was super wet. And I had a good lie. It was like... It was sitting up in the rough, which was like good to kind of get, but it was so wet. I tried to hit it. It, it wasn't a good test. I got to do it once, once things dry out a little bit. Definitely. And see, but um, so that's been it's been good. It worked out, and now you know I feel a lot more comfortable stepping up to the tee box with it in my hand. Is that um, going to be your go-to driver for twenty twenty? Oh, for sure. Um. Yeah. And so, I mean, getting into 2020, we have, you know, a lot of expectations and what kind of what we're expecting for 2020. Um, you know, what, what, what's our, you know, I want you to explain to everybody here, like, what's our thinking in setting a benchmark for a full year? Yeah. Because you have a new driver, you know, I just uh, recently purchased, a, you know, a set of clubs and I'm going through like a swing kind of uh, uh, change here. Like, what's your thought process going into 2020 with, uh, you know, what what are you expecting from your game? What improvements and benchmarks do you think? Yeah, so um, this was something, you know, as, as we've been thinking through this podcast, it was like, what, what's something, you know, that we can do that's kind of interesting for us and maybe hopefully you guys. Um, and one thing was like tracking our progress over the year, like Randy said. And so we got the idea. We hadn't swung a club um, 
for probably a good three or four weeks. Um, and this was early January, mm-hmm. I think, when we went out and played. So we were thinking, like, okay, let's go out and play this local course and just kind of set, you know, letting, you know, not a baseline with a practice. A yeah, baseline, a baseline for, score. you know, keep track of our putts, our greens and regulation, our fairways hit, um, that type of stuff. You know, keep get, set a baseline and then try to improve on that yeah. uh, for, the, for the rest of the year. Because I guarantee you, not if you don't swing a club for a month, you're not going to set a record your first time out for either of those. <laughs> but that being said, we both played pretty well yeah, in that we round. You did. So we went out and played, and uh, I shot 89, which is, it's on for me. That's on like the, it's on the good side. You know, I'm anywhere from, I'd say like 86 up to like 96 or 100. So 89 is a pretty, that's a pretty aggressive score that I'm going to have to try to improve on uh, over the course of the year. And what would you shoot, Randy? I shot, I shot an 84 and I just remember being completely surprised by that <laughs> because I didn't strike the ball off the tee very well. I didn't hit my iron shots really well. And anybody who's played golf with me knows that my biggest weakness is putting. And uh, the last few times I've played, it's actually been something that had to save me because it turns out that when you strike your irons and your drives really poorly, you put a little bit more emphasis <laughs> on uh, on making your par and birdie, or I'm sorry, par and bogey putts uh, on the green. Yeah, and it turns those what would be meaningless putts into very very important ones. It's interesting you say putting is your weakest. I think that's only because you, before you started this Tiger-style swing rebuild, you, <laughs> you burned it all down to the ground. You were such a good ball striker before. But I always describe when I'm talking to you and, like, other guys, I'm like, Randy is such a good putter. Like, there's no – you never three-putt. That's right. Which is, like, your putting is, the I think, the – Especially now that your your ball striking has kind of deteriorated, uh, it's a little left, a little right, a little fat, a little thin. Yeah, but you've always I, I always think of man if I could putt like you, like, but I mean that's being said is because yeah your ball striking has kind of imploded. Yeah, that's right. Bit. I've had to really focus on that. Um, I used to take for granted being able to hit greens and regulation, and uh, since that has changed this last year and it's been a full year of this by now um it's been more focusing on two putting at the very at the very most yeah um i feel like i'm a better putter off of the fringe which is kind of a <laughs> joke but kind of not like it's really weird hmm. um but like that's one thing that i wanted to really make sure that we kind of focus on this year coming up because you're right like i have had a good track record of putting at least since i've been doing this swing rebuild and ball striking and and driving and all that type of stuff um, used to be a strength. So it's been a really interesting like kind of process going through all of that, uh, trying to um, you know improve my my fairways, my greens of regulation while keeping my putting steady. Yeah, and that's really hard to do. It's um, hard to find time right. as a non-professional golfer. To get out there and practice the long game, the short game, and yes. putting all at the same time. It's hard to keep all three of those things. It's, it, 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 it just reminds me of like that, like, there's like a, 
think there's a meme that goes around. You can only have two. And it's like a triangle, <laughs> right? You can only have like, oh, my long uh, driving and putting, driving and, and uh, iron play. And it's just like you can't have it all. Yeah. It's just how it's how the game is. And it's about the managing the times that you're or managing the one part of your game that's weak to make it not too weak hmm. that's going to impact your game oh that's interesting um so i know so what you're for 2020 then are you gonna try is your main goal is to get your iron play back to where it was yeah or? i i think the the two main things i want to improve on in 2020 is my greens and regulation um i feel like i can I feel like it's the hardest one for myself. I usually drive the ball well, and I usually can putt the, the ball well. But my iron play, in la at least the last year, has been very weak. Yeah. So those are the two things I'm thinking of. What about yourself? For me, I think you know it's my putting. Yeah. It's so ridiculously mediocre. Like, I mean... Like, if I two-putt a hole, mm -hmm. I'm dancing off that green. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm such a bad putter. And, you know, my, my short game is pretty good, like wedges. Yeah. Um, Do you think that it's alignment? Do you think it's, like, your putting, your striking of the putts? Like, what do you think it is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it is. It's, um, I mean, I think it's all, I don't even, it's just I'm not, I miss. Like, I, I, like I might, out of five rounds, I might, might one putt once, you know? Like, I just mm -hmm. don't make putts. And, and then even at three feet, I mean, uh, it's a 50-50 proposition for me. Like, it's, you know, and I don't know. It's a great question. It's something that maybe I should. So, so for 2020, you think that, like, you're, you're going to be focused on putting? Putting. But meanwhile. I've seen you, I've seen you go on, on streaks with, with your irons, at least. Yeah. Where you're just pummeling greens. Yeah. And just. My law, like, three like three through six i absolutely crush it, it's like, incredible and then um my wedges and you know it's hitting greens that's been a struggle but all my distances were screwed up i realized mm -hmm. i the main range i go to is a three-tiered range and it's terrible for dialing in yardages yeah um so i was off by about like eight to ten yards like on pretty much my lob wedge through like nine iron mm -hmm. so i've dialed all those in so that's helped my greens and regulation um but it's my putting that is just terrible what but, would be like a ideal benchmark uh after a round for putting ideal yeah like 40 if i had 40 putts that would be absolutely amazing so yeah. like that's that's real four I, three putts and all the rest two putts and you i know. mean think about that you use your putter 40 times times and your score can be in the 80s or 90s i would love to use my putter 40 times. i probably use it 50 times yeah like yeah. <laughs> it's it's because i mean i average probably a three putt you know mm -hmm. higher yeah <laughs> like it's so uh anyways that's that's the main thing that I'm... But meanwhile, as I focus on putting, is to keep the other parts of my game strong. Right. That's like, the thing. Is like the, one day you putt well, everything else yeah. sucks. So we'll see. That'll be something that we keep an eye on like as we go into 2020. Yep. Um, one thing... So talking about having like all three phases of your game in line. Uh, so this past weekend, the Farmers Insurance Open um, was played at Torrey Pines. And I think a lot of people's eyes were on Tiger. Mm -hmm. um, 
And there were parts parts of the tournament where I think all three of the he had a good firm grasp on all three parts of uh, the game. But then there there were other parts where he maybe struggled a bit, like he just wasn't sinking putts from like eight feet. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to see uh, see him play. It's good to he, see him. It, out it there. certainly looks like his game is right is right where it should be. Yeah. Like you watch Tiger right now, and um, I mean. You saw him in the President's Cup. You see him here at, at, at Torrey. Um, he didn't necessarily putt that well. He kind of missed some fairways off the tee. No. But every, I mean, that his, was a common theme of everyone at Torrey Pine. Yes, they made that course so difficult. It's so narrow. Yeah. Um, but hit, but Tiger Woods. Uh, with his irons, there's just nobody better. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, he keeps himself. He's not the longest off the tee anymore. He's not the straightest off the tee anymore. But an approach Those shot. Those recovery shots. The recovery like, shots. He is better than yeah. everybody yeah. in the world. Everybody in the world. He's better at these tougher shots. The ones that you don't ever expect to be pulled off. He's yeah. just the best at yeah. it. Or there, the Faldo, Nick Faldo was talking about, like, oh, he's just got to go for the middle of the green. He's way out of position, short-sighted, <laughs> has to carry, a, like, a big bunker. And Faldo's like, oh, he's just got to go to, like, the heart of the green. And he puts it to, like, within five feet. Within five feet. He, ta- he, he, he He's always been like that. He's always kind of, like, uh, erred on the side of, like, okay, I'd rather, I'd rather miss the green by a foot and hit this perfect shot, then not go for it yeah. and hit in the middle of the green. Um, and that's how you win tournaments, yeah. is, is taking those types of chances. Yeah. Um, you know, we are talking about the Tory was a monster out there. So they, they talked about over during the broadcast, they'd moved a few bunkers around. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd narrowed some fairways, um, which the weird. The course is longer. Super long. There's mm-hmm. a 620-yard hole. Uh, yard hole, but we're planning to play there later this year. Yep, we'll be playing there in uh, in late June. And I plan to get absolutely massacred. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've I've watched uh, I've watched you know I've seen Tory Pines obviously every year they play there, and I've seen it. But this year I watched it with a, a little more keen eye on the details of the course, and it's gonna be fun. It'll be really interesting to uh, to play that course. One thing I kept seeing on there was uh, when they were putting too, uh, the overall impact of the ocean being there. Yeah. So like they're they're making putts that look like they totally break away from the ocean, and they're hitting them perfectly straight. And as anybody else who doesn't get to play in Tory Pines every time they get a chance, they uh, you can totally um, you, you you always hear about the uh, the impact of the water on on the greens. But when you have an ocean next to the <laughs> golf course, it absolutely has an effect. Like it doesn't like even it, it could look like it breaks downhill and it's not because the ocean's on the other side. It really it really has a huge impact on the way that the putts are rolled. Yeah. So hopefully for me it straightens mine out. And yeah. I, uh, less I, break. Yeah, hopefully uh, I I hole out some putts. Um I know another thing that caught our eye out there was Rory. Oh yeah. He, oh my he, god. He I would be scared if I was ever anyone else on the tour. I mean, this looks like a year that Rory is just set set to dominate. I thought it was gonna be last year. And last year was the first time that he finally was just like this European tour stuff. You know, it's he's trying to be 
patriotic for you know the place that he is from. But last year he made the the conscientious decision that he's going to take the uh, PGA Tour more seriously, and that's going to be the bulk of his focus. Well, nobody drives it better than than Rory on tour, and his iron play is only second to Tiger Woods. And what we witnessed, and I know that you've witnessed that you uh, one thing that you wanted to talk about was his putting. Yeah, and that's always been Rory's knock is like it looks like he doesn't even try for putting. He walks up, doesn't measure it, and hits it. Yeah, and watching him play this last this last tournament he is completely focused he is more confident than i've ever seen that's him. the thing that struck me and he's too. crushing drives out there you know 400 yards <laughs> and he's hitting wedges into these greens and god forbid he learns how to putt and it looks like he you know it looks like he's figured it all out so i wouldn't be surprised if he had a big year yeah i had a on the our show notes here i was going to propose a bet to randy i was i was going to take rory uh total fedex points on the year and he could he could pick three other golfers to how, see how about this um we'll take an over under of uh tournaments one and an over under of majors one so do you think he's going to win a major like the, the over under on majors is one do you think he's going to win more than one or le- or none at all? Hmm. Or one or none? One or more or none? So is it is it a half or is it one? Is the line a half? I think I should or say I, I think I should say I think I should say 0.5 is yeah. the line. I would take the over on that. If nice. it was one and a half, I one and a half, I don't know. But you look at what has Kepka won two in one year? Yeah. Yeah, he won he the, won he the won PGA the and the Open. Yeah. I think and, he, and that's very recent. He's history. done that Someone's twice. Done it. It's I mean, that's insane to win two in a year. But he looks so so poised just to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take the over on a half. Um for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then for the for overall tournaments one, I mean, I'm gonna throw out four point five yeah. as the over under. I my first thought was five point five setting the line at. I would take the over on four. And over on that, so you're yeah. you're big in Ro- in, uh, on Rory this year. Yeah. I mean, it certainly looks like it. There's nobody out there, like I said, who can drive it as far and as accurate as him. He's always had great iron play. Um, it's just been his putting. It looks like he just it doesn't even care when he gets up to the ball. Like he just doesn't take his time. He misses easy putts all the <laughs> time. But then we watch him here out tour, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take a different approach." Yeah. I don't know what that approach is that he's taking. Well, they said he worked with Brad Faxon in the off season. Well, that's a good person which, to work with yeah. for putting. And they, I mean, they were saying that he always looked so uncomfortable over putts. And now he looks much more confident and focused and dialed in. Um, I don't know what I don't know if Brad Faxon could help me. I don't know if he's <laughs> out there taking clients. Um, so uh, Mark Leishman won the tournament. He actually ended up winning that thing, and he putted amazing too. I mean, he he couldn't miss on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he he was he couldn't find a fairway and he couldn't miss a putt. Which, what's what's really funny about that is uh, my overall impression of Leishman is a great iron player. I remember watching shrieks of him just uh, in tournaments that he did not win and the tournaments that he did win. Um, I mean, he's putting it within 10 feet every single hole. And now 
obviously you notice his putting this time and uh obviously this is why these guys are pros because if one of their games isn't working the other kind of makes up for For it and that's why i was really surprised to see him have to make all those types of putts because his iron play is always so consistent yeah but he was he was hitting out of the lettuce like he could have find a fairway so so he was having to recover afterwards he facetimed his son Uh -uh. so he facetimed his son after the after the after he won and he's talking to him. He's like, how do you think I did? He goes, your driver wasn't working. And <laughs> how he was like, well, son? it was working earlier in the week. And he goes, yeah, but not when you want it. How like, old's his son? Like, uh, young? I don't know. That's I, hilarious. Yeah, he's super young. That's super hilarious. young, like under 10 years old. That's great. Kids don't lie. Yeah, they don't. They don't know how to. Um, <laughs> you know, and then Snedeker was out there. That's another person. That, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a running joke amongst uh, Randy and I and one of our other friends. He's a big our other friend Mikey is a big Sneds guy. He doesn't he doesn't care for Tiger Woods for some <laughs> some god awful reason. But so he's a Sneds guy though. Sneds was putting out of his mind too. He he his putter was working, which all just goes to show. Like I really need to get my putter fixed because <laughs> it is so important. It's got to be. I mean that that's one of the things that. Uh, I, I mean, when Tiger isn't striking, the, think about all the people who win a lot of tournaments, right? When they're, when everything else isn't going that that well, their putter seems yeah. to always bail them out. Yeah. Um, and if you think it's half the shots of a round, that's right. Like, and then, we were just yeah. talking about that earlier. Yeah. And one of the most impressive runs of uh, a professional golfer that I've ever seen was I, I don't know how long ago it was, but Jordan Spieth put on a a, a putting exhibition a few years ago. Where he made like hundreds of feet of yeah. hundreds of feet of putt like for three straight days in, in like the I think it was the Masters or the Open or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. And just I mean he he made like six twenty foot putts. Yeah. Like that's that would never happen to me. No. That would never happen in my entire life. No matter how hard I tried, that would never happen. And a lot of these professional golfers that are out there on the tour with him, that would never happen to them no. either. It was, it was just. He was feeling it. So you can just, yeah. I mean, that's why that, that part of the game, I think, is just so so important. At least not to be overlooked. Because yeah. you've got, the, the feel-good parts are when you hit a, hit a green from however far out and you get it close. But the closing of that is the make the yeah. putt. And not to do that, you always forget about the good shot you mm-hmm. got there if you can't close it out. Well, that's a great thought that I think we could end the show on is uh, I'm going to get, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go to the golf course and I'm going to putt for two hours. (laughs) And uh, so hopefully next time we play that, you know, I I get my putts down from 50 where it is now down to like 45. That would be a massive improvement. Uh, But uh, thanks again out there for listening. Uh, This has been the Sandy Pars podcast and keep an eye out. We'll be hitting your feed with more shows coming up and you could always go to our website to hear more from us, sandypars.com. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.